Welcome to another episode of The Movie Machine. We are live here at Die Laughing. Today I'm going to bring you a, a wonderful story from the uh, our, our Hollywood experts here who are going to walk us through the process. Uh, I'm joined today by three very talented uh, people here. I'm joined by Ben Lifson, who was the bear supervisor on The Revenant. Um, I am joined... <coughs> he's going to be our writer today. Uh, I am joined by our director, Kyle who is the writer, director, producer, and sole person interested in Truck Nuts, the movie. Um, and I am also joined, of course, by the, the talented Mr. Duck Washington, our producer, uh, who is the Leonardo DiCaprio supervisor on The Revenant. We got into arguments. Yeah, they did get into a lot of arguments. So, gentlemen, today we are going to create a movie from a prompt that I have here. The theme of this story is parody conflict. The main characters are an athletic boatman, and a naive beggar. The major event of the story is an apocalyptic event. Okay, can Mr. Writer. Can I get that one more time? You may not. I will do it again. Um, <laughs> theme of the story is parody conflict. Mm. The main characters are an athletic boatman and naive beggar. The major event of the story is an apocalyptic event. You have three minutes. Go. All right. So, um, first off, Apocalypse, parody conflict, Dr. Strangelove. Um, that was in the 60s. It's time for a remake. Um, but from a different person's perspective. So, uh, you know, we'll ha it'll be like what's going on for the common man during all this craziness. So um, we'll start with, uh, you know, our athletic boatman. He's going to be our main character. Um, you know, a real American. I'm thinking a real American hero. Uh, call him John because that's an American <laughs> name. Um, oh, really fresh on original names tonight, aren't we? Yeah, well, it's because people will just name whoever the actor is anyway. So you project onto it better if it's just a boring name. I'm sorry I got angry. Okay, so um, so he's like sailing the lakes um, of the world, trying to find like a purpose in life. And, um, you know, like there's a bunch of paranoia in the world right now and they're like, oh man, what's going on? You know, I there's going to be like in a nuclear war or something. Oh man, this is scary. But you know, and he's just like, man, you know, he's kind of like given up on the world. It's like, well, the world might be damned, but I'm just going to sail my boat. You know, it's a real character drama, American struggle. Um, and one day when he's, you know, going, he, a beggar starts begging him for, you know, money. Cause you know, all the food's been rationed because of paranoia and like with the nukes and bombs and stuff. So he's like, um, and so the boatman, though, is like, well, free labor, I'm going to trick this uh, beggar, because he's obviously naive, uh, to be, like, my first mate, and I will, you know, make you, like, a really good captain, beggar. You're going to, this is going to be your, how you get made. So, you know, um, this, this boatman is swindling the beggar, and they're sailing, but then the nuclear holocaust happens, but they're okay, because they were on a boat in the lake. <laughs> So they were, they were far away enough from the land, so they're okay. So then they come back, and 
they explore the wreckage and you know the boatman like the beggar obviously becomes less naive about the world because he realizes that I wasn't actually going to become a sea captain and there's going to be no more sea captains and the athletic uh, boatman realizes that you know this world is worth living in which is kind of which is a weird juxtaposition with um the events that have happened but you know them traveling them learning about each other uh and yeah just a real strong character study and but you know try but make it funny too you know again dr strange love influence you know just like you know people tricking naive beggars that's funny and do a bunch of slapstick comedy in the nuclear apocalypse kyle you have three minutes mr does this, director does this film have a name oh uh the name of this well it's just gonna be Doctor Strangelove again, you know, and give Doctor Strangelove one cameo, you know, for the trailer. Okay, well, um, to be honest, the remake of Doctor Strangelove kind of hit me at the core is this should never, ever be done. <laughs> but then I read the script and realized we could call it something completely else and no one would ever know it's a remake of Doctor Strangelove because they bear no resemblances. So... <laughs> We'll change the name. I'm open to almost anything, but you said slapstick, apocalypse, athletic, charming leading man, goofy first mate. So our leads, I already got this. We're gonna film this like comedy style. Everything's gonna be handheld, kind of like The Office. And our lead, our athletic boatman, is gonna be played by Donald Glover. He's athletic. He's charming. He's got the rap street cred with his his rap persona. So let's really draw in. And here's here's the thing. We're gonna tie in with community. And his, his slapstick ace in the hole, first mate, Chevy Chase. Because no one says slapstick like Chevy Chase. This and is then true. as soon as you slap on some fallout, you know, armor onto Chevy Chase and Donald Glover and kind of have that apocalyptic slapstick, you know, they could accidentally set off an old nuke and blow up a town and they just laugh about it and everything. So the whole thing will just be kind of this, you know, mockumentary style Chevy Chase, Donald Glover through the wasteland and their crappy little boat in the radiation infested canals of what's left of America. So it's, you know, just, it's going to really, we're going to script the movie loosely and just let Donald Glover and Chevy Chase kind of do their thing. Like half the movie will be uns unscripted. We'll probably film 17 hours of content. So we'll have a two hour theatrical release and then there'll be a seven hour director's cut in Blu-ray. <laughs> so, and, and that's where I have it. You know, we could call it something different. We could call it Wasteland Follies. I don't care. Just let's not call it Dr. Strangelove. Anything but that. Folly out. That almost works. <laughs> okay. That's what I got. All Chevy right. Chase Don Glover. Eat it. So... <laughs> You have three minutes, Duck. Tell us how we're going to make this movie. Well, first of all, let me say that this isn't the first time I've I've shined a piece of Ben shit. Um, I mean, when we made that Revenant movie, I just want to point out that Leonardo DiCaprio won the Oscar. That bear didn't win any fucking Oscar. Alright, now let's take a look at this movie. You want me to make a movie that stars Donald Glover... And Chevy Chase. Damn straight. Sex sells movies. I cannot sell a movie that stars Chevy Chase in any capacity anymore. All right. Now, when 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 Fletch came out, 
Maybe we could have played around with that a little bit. Right now, fuck that guy, okay? That guy is death at the box office, and I need to pay for my kid's fucking college education. So fuck Chevy Chase, he's out of the movie. All right, Donald Glover. Donald Glover's pretty cool, but, you know, one of the lessons that I've learned from Ridley Scott is that you can't put Muhammad so-and-so such-and-such and such in a movie and sell it overseas. So, so, so we, need, we need somebody that, you know, people of all, of all ethnicities are going to want to masturbate to, okay? So we need, we need characters with really large sex appeal. I'm thinking that we take Scarlett Johansson. All right, we take Scarlett Johansson and we put her in a movie with Natalie Portman. And in this apocalyptic world, it's really hot. So maybe they don't have to wear a whole lot of clothes. All right, because if you have Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman in a movie where they're not wearing lots of clothes, it doesn't matter how shitty the movie is. Some 15-year-old is going to turn that shit on at 10 o'clock at night on Cinemax and beat off to it. And that will make us money. Advertisers will want to put that shit on TV. Have you seen some of the goddamn horrible crap they put on Cinemax? We will be just fine if we can just get some scar boob and some and some port nip. We will be we will be a okay. All right. So listen to me. We're gonna you know and I and I bet you I bet you we'll get funders behind this movie uh, as well. Um, now now there are some things that we can do to to kind of make things more exciting. We can we can throw a beach party in there. You know, maybe an apocalyptic, apocalyptic beach party. Um, you know, I think we're still missing on the title. You know, maybe, you know, maybe if we're just more blatant about what we're selling. You know, <laughs> if we just call this Scar Boob, starring Scarlett Johansson's boob, <laughs> we will sell so many goddamn tickets to this movie. It'll be incredible, unbelievable, astounding, and thank you, you're welcome. We do need a budget as well for this movie so they know what they can do. Oh, budget for this movie? If we can go if we can if we can bring Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman on, maybe get some Emma Watson's action in there too. Um I I think we can go with I think we can go with a seventy million dollar budget. Okay. Okay. So so far we have uh, an apocalyptic comedy rump. Featuring Scarboob, titled Scarboob, uh, and possibly some other women to ogle as well. Um, we're going to go for another round of revisions here, so I'm going to pass it back to our writer. You have three minutes. So um, I definitely see a strong female presence in this uh, new prompt. I think that we can play with that a bit to make it like... So, so with the... Ra- say... <laughs> <laughs> Say that the radiation also like only mutates men, so there's like everyone's like a hot lady, and except for like the troll monsters who like <laughs> mutate into that because that's what radiation does, uh, because it only affects that chromosome that males have. I don't know. I don't have a biology degree, um, so you can have that um, them going around. Then we can also pitch it as a strong female character. Because um, it's like she's against the patriarchy, so every so everyone will like it, you know. Um, I uh, the beach party I think could definitely go for some comedy if they did it in like this nuclear um, barren wasteland, you know, like do uh, I don't know a piece of like Fallout uh, rock, like beating beaching that. It's it'll it'll look better in script. Um, 
I think, uh, yeah, we can then... Um, I think they need an end goal, which, um, since now we have the premise, uh, I don't think a character study is the best way to go now with this material. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, we need to set up a villain. Um, so, and what we can do is, like, maybe, you know, just a, a really jerk boss, you know? You have set him up in the beginning, or, like, uh, an abusive ex, you know, set him up in the beginning when life is normal and, like, you know, just show that he's a scumbag. And it's like, man, I ain't gonna deal with you anymore. One of them can say all sassy. And then, like, it's a breakup. But then after, when the apocalypse happens, he mutates into, like, the king troll. And so now it's, like, now it's personal. We gotta take out the king troll and, you know, and beat the patriarchy. Or, I don't know, like, do, do Mad Max it. Mad Max it in the nuclear wasteland. That's basically what I got. Just make it, um, just really make it a quest to take out the Troll King uh, in this nuclear wasteland and have a bunch of wacky events happening all the time, you know? Um, have them make out or something, too, because there's no yeah. men anymore. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta deal with your needs somehow. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people, if we just put it on the trailer, just them, like, kissing once, that's all we need, just that image, we will make all our money back. <laughs> Okay, uh, we will shift over to our director, Kyle. How are you going to uh, smooth this movie out? Okay, so Chevy Chase, Donald Glover Project, I'll take care of that on Kickstarter. I've, I've accepted that. So I'm embracing <laughs> this campy kind of, you know, women in prison, but the prison is a wasteland metaphor kind of movie that sells on Cinemax. Uh, but with Oscar cred actors in it, so no one will see that coming at all, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but I, get I, it. I dig the thing of the goal. You know what movie did well last year and had lots of women in it and wasteland clothes? Fury Road. So the goal of our women, they're going to get in a whole, you know, badass hot rod car flotilla thing, and they're going to race across the desert as the Troll King chases them, and they're like He-Man mobiles. You know, from that TV show, we could probably bring some of them back, and people won't even know they're from He-Man. Um, and they chase, but their ultimate goal is to go to the last club med that isn't affected by the apocalypse at all. Oh. So they can have, like, volleyball and all that. And, and because, like, the trolls with their radiation can't cross, like, the green line to where the last club med is. Um, it's not inhabited or anything, but these women are smart and capable, so they can fix it up. They just don't look good. They're like engineers and scientists, too. That will really bring in the women crowds. It's like, yeah, they're scantily clad and, and maybe in love with each other, but they're also very capable and smart. So they kind of, <laughs> you know, that they, they gets everything even and, you know, the equality in Hollywood. And I've solved our uh, title problem. In, and it, it's, and it, it kind of works, you know, we can't call it Scarboob, but we'll call it Wasteland Abreast. See? It's, it's just there, like, the, it seems like an Oscar bait film, because, like, you know, they wouldn't make a boob pun in the title of the movie, and if we just sell it starring Oscar winner, Natalie Portman, Oscar nominee, Scarlett Johansson, they'll just go in thinking that, and we'll just blindside them with this rom-com sexy time movie. And by then we already have their money, it doesn't matter, and then all of the men who go on dates with their ladies, their ladies are like, that movie's terrible. Then they'll tell all their male friends to see it, and you know, you only need, only men see movies, right? So, you know, you know, 
we'll mark you to that. I think that's it. Wasteland abreast. You're welcome for the title. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Doug, how are we going to change this? You have three minutes. Well, I think we're getting a little bit closer to the right path. You know, um, we talked about the radiation mutating people, mutating men specifically. Um, and I think it's fine for maybe there's this distant society where there's troll-like people. But if we're really trying to sell sex, which is the thing that everyone sells successfully, we don't want the men that they're originally hooking up with to be all that horrific looking. Because I don't know if you've been watching the same porn movies that I've been watching, but when you get a fugly guy on the pretty girl, it it's still a little disconcerting. And we, and, and we, want, we want everybody to be turned on, you know. Um, so we have to think a little bit about who who our male stars are going to be. Um, I started to think Chris Helmsworth. I know a lot of the ladies are really into Chris Helmsworth. But then I remembered Thor, you know, with him and Natalie Portman paired up. I don't think that that's a good idea. Didn't work the first time. I, I don't think that it'll work uh, a, a second time either. I mean, he has she has worse chemistry with him than, than, than she does with uh, uh, that Hayden Christensen guy. Um... <laughs> So maybe we get Jean Renault because she seemed to have good chemistry with him in that professional movie, you know. So if we can if we can do that, I think I, I think that might help the, the movie be successful. Um, the other thing I think we really need to focus on is the soundtrack because if you have a hot soundtrack, you can you know you can you can make money in a whole bunch of different ways. And this is a movie about boatsmen, so I'm thinking the Lonely Island. Plus, you don't need to give them a lot of writing time. You just say, write one sentence and repeat over and over and over again, and we will have a hit record. And I am all about that. We're going to be making money. We're going we're gonna to make, make an Oscar and a Grammy. I loved your Oscar bait philosophy. You know, It's a movie that could win an Oscar, and you can masturbate to, and I think that is the definition of a successful movie. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of this film. Uh, I'm really grateful that you've taken my direction and let me shine this absolutely horrid piece of crap for you. And uh, America's gonna love it. They're gonna, they're gonna come out in droves. <laughs> absolutely beautiful. I think we're ready to go. Um, you ready? Yeah, we're ready to Anything go. Anything else you wanna add? Okay. So, uh, based on what we've done so far, uh, what we've ended up with uh, is a movie that um, most people see the trailers for, and you get a little bit of like spectacle traffic. The first weekend, you bring back maybe $15, 20000000 dollars in the theaters. Um, but nobody really goes to see this movie in theaters. They just pirate it, or they'll bootleg it online, or wait until it's on Cinemax to watch it. And you'll bring back another maybe you know ten, fifteen million from the DVDs and the Cinemax stuff. However, the porn parody, which is absolutely called Scarboob. Uh, and also, which Duck is definitely producing, bring, brings back tenfold its original budget. So Duck ends up walking out with uh, a huge stack of cash from the porn parody of this film. Um, and you guys are left a little bit high and dry with, in terms of the, uh, the actual money that you, you bring back in. So based on that revelation, uh, you have a couple minutes to make a, a final change and reflect on your, your actions. You have two minutes. Okay, well, I think the reason people didn't see it was because of, again, brand recognition, which is why I still think we should still call it a Doctor Strange Love remake. Um, uh, or, you know, we could call it, you know, Doctor Strange Love 2, so you don't necessarily need to have the um, connection there. I mean, just, what, 
what do what do modern audiences even remember about Doctor Strangelove? Just put that part in there. You know, they have the big board, so you can have a scene where like they're like, oh, it's a big board, blah, blah, blah. And there's that doctor who talks funny and the guy riding a bomb. You know, throw in those images and people were like, oh, that's a thing from a movie. I remember that. My nostalgia. You know, and, The family guy approach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I think that would be a way that we could get people there on opening weekend. And, you know, then, then they'll be, you know, angry that it's not what they were promised. But, you know, we, then we have their money, so who cares? Um, I think that's what we need for the opening weekend. And then... From there, we'll just let the movie speak for itself. You know, get a cult following being like... And I know I'm kind of going on producer uh, toes a little bit here, but um, I'm just explaining why I think that just the name change would do it. Because, um, you know, people will then on Reddit will be like, you know, this is an underrated movie. People just didn't like it because it was marketed that way. So we'll get some extra credit for that. So yeah, Dr. Strangelove, Dr. Strangelove 2, Mrs. Strangelove if you want to just distance it a little bit, but you got to put the strange love in there. That's my two cents. Boom. Okay. Mr. Director, would you like to add a few last-minute changes sure. or uh, reflections? Still not sold on the strange love title. Um, that's ultimately not my call, but I'll, I'll fight for it to an extent. But what I think, you know, it didn't do, it didn't have legs past the first weekend because we, I, I think maybe selling it as Oscar bait might have been a mistake. <laughs> so we kind of rebrand the trailers and everything. This is the just the marketing campaign. It really changed the movie. Maybe film a few more action scenes, a few more explosions with like the rotating Michael Bay camera stuff because people eat that up. No Transformers movie has ever lost money. That's how you know they're good. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, you just get those, may, maybe the trolls make a weird noise when they do something, because that obviously is a formula for money. So that we can do that in Foley after the fact, just like when the trolls reach up, they make some kind of electronic noise. Um, and just, we rebrand it as just a straight up action flick with lots of boobs and, you know, famous actors in it. That's what I think. That's all I got. Okay. Rebranding. Explosions. Duck, would you like to reflect on this? Sure, I can reflect on this piece of shit that made me a shit ton of money. <laughs> um, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of satisfied because I did make a lot <laughs> off of those porn parodies. But uh, at the same time, I would have loved to have had um, a, a little bit more people come through the door while it was still in the theater. Um, you know, but it's hard because you know, like nobody does the hand job and the popcorn anymore. So, um, so a lot of people like to watch this kind of movie at home. Um, but I think Ben was starting to get me a little bit on that Doctor Strange Love stuff. I think, like when he was describing Doctor Strange Love, I started to remember that there was a little bit of sexual imagery in Doctor Strange Love that maybe we could have played off of. So like maybe instead of you know you know uh, the guy falling on the bomb, maybe we have. Maybe we have uh, Natalie Portman uh, on a giant penis falling, you know, randomly at the troll's base going, Woohoo! Yeehaw! Like a literal, Woo! like a, a bomb shaped or a literal? Well, like a, like a, like a giant penis. Like, okay. you know, yeah. Like an actual, you know, that's not be blatant. That's, that's what that thing is going to be about, you know? Maybe Dr. Strangelove says things like, Monsieur, I can fuck! You know, like, there's all kinds of awesome stuff that we can do in the Strangelove direction. You know, so maybe, maybe we call it Dr. Scarboolove? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, we can make it work. It'll be, um, it would be interesting. I'd, I'd really like to see, I'd like to see where we could go 
you know, maybe the communists put something, you know, other than fluoride in the water. Maybe that's not the scare. Maybe it's like, maybe they're putting ecstasy in the water, you know, that just makes everybody have sex all the time. You know, it'd be awesome. Uh, but no bat guano. <laughs> okay. So, based on the changes you've made, um, <laughs> you... Just for the giant penis alone, uh, you can have a couple extra million on that opening yeah. weekend. Um, the porn parody actually ends up being slightly more tasteful than the actual <laughs> film is. Um, and the director of the porn parody film, sorry you got snubbed on this one, Kyle, uh, actually goes on to be a successful, legitimate film creator in Hollywood after this because of how well that he did on this movie. Um, on the porn parody, that is. So I would say that uh, pretty much sums up the way things go with this film. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us, everybody. That's another episode of The Movie Machine. Duck, do you want to hype anything here? Uh, yeah. So um, uh, this past fall, I wrote and starred in a play called Caucasian Aggressive Pandas and Other Mulatto Tales, which was a fearless comedy production. It did really well. And um, we are uh, resurrecting it in the Fringe Festival this coming August. So um, this August, you can take a look at the, the uh, theater in the round. We will be uh, we will be recreating it and putting it forward about the uh, things inspired by my life growing up as a multiracial individual. Awesome. awesome. Nope. Thank you very much for joining us. Have a great night. And you can check out the Movie Machine podcast on hotchocolatemedia.net. Just click on shows. We can also find our other great shows, Super Academy, Fang and Talon, and the newly launched campaign comedy as well. So check us out, hotchocolatemedia.net. Thank you.